the nerds take over. Us? Huh? Hello and welcome back to Nerdables. This week we discuss the ramifications of this weekend's box office, get deep into the Star Trek Discovery trailer, and talk about the ramifications and fallout of this weekend's incident at Phoenix Comic Con. Joining you guys this week is a full house of Rich, Ethan, Mikey, Sebastian, and myself. And if you haven't noticed, we have not recorded for three weeks, and there's a reason for that, which is that I had surgery. You had surgery, I had Mother's Day... And, among, uh, a n- among another number of where things. Where I was out of town, yeah. yeah. Um, those of you that listen to our commentating podcast, that hasn't existed because I haven't been at work for three weeks. It'd just be me by myself. Yeah. And that'd be very boring. Sebastian just kind of, hey, these books are good. These you books can, are good. You, you can uh, read the comics I like to people. Just read them out loud. <laughs> yeah. Here's the ending of all of the comics this week. So in, in panel, panel three. <laughs> it's like those old real Tiller long Frost. books. I need you to get on Turn page now. Yeah, turn Lobo. page now. Dude, that'd be pretty cool. Oh, I missed those. And turn page now with Carter. Yeah, the read the uh, comic ones. books. Ah, yeah. oh, the main man is here, Batman. Well, I mean, there are those out there. It's a visually impaired one. I got yeah. it. Yeah, but this is. Well, they don't have to turn I need the page. you to go help kill no. Frost up on top of that building. I didn't realize that Netflix does visually impaired. Yeah, they do. They do. Uh, I think their own programming is all that way, and they're slowly building. They do, and their you know what? Impaired There's a, descriptions of what's going on. No, yeah, yeah. exactly. Huh. It'll go white screen fades to Netflix logo with red. Yeah, so it's basically an audio book of the... Of the show, yeah. The yeah, show, yeah. yeah. It's, like, it's, it's like literally it's like reading, reading script. the script. Yeah. He looks at him and... Man walks into door. Liz Lemon huffs into elevator. Yeah. Elevator doors close. But the funny thing is, I was at a client's house, and it kicked on to his account, and he couldn't get it to turn off. And he had no idea how it turned on. Did he have a monkey? It's in the captions, isn't it? No. Not in the caption settings? It's weird. Because there, there is no caption setting no, in Netflix. It was within the Netflix program itself. Hmm. Just on his account. There has to be like in the account settings. Like, yeah. Yeah, not through the app. He has to log into it. It would computer. have to be through the computer. Yeah. Which, yeah. yeah. yeah you can, well, that's the that same thing with Pandora. Yeah. Wherever you, if you log in on Pandora and something else and change your settings, then it's terrible to try and change settings. Yeah. The, uh, so anyways, what were we thing. talking about? <laughs> See, we're talking about why we haven't been here for, for three weeks. We're hoping Netflix, that, apparently, with their... Yeah, Netflix is... Their audio we were binging everything on Netflix. No, unfortunately, we weren't. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still have yet to do that, which now I'll have time. You uh, still got to watch Stranger Things. Yeah, well, I still got to I still got to be able to sit in my room. <laughs> um, so yeah, I had, uh, I had surgery on my neck. I had a vertebrae removed and replaced. Because it was impinging on my spinal cord, so that was awesome. And then uh, I've been in the hospital for a week, and then a week of not being able to leave the house. And then uh, I broke out yesterday. I was like, I gotta go. I gotta get out of here. Hey, Did you have like it. an elaborate scheme to break out of? Yeah, the house? I opened the door. Yeah. And pulled up. Walking here, like <laughs> two hours later, I got here. <laughs> I thought so, you would have like tucked and rolled or something. You know? I pulled up, said your Uber's here, and he came. <laughs> yeah, well, I was glad you didn't take the. <laughs> the never Camara? Yeah, the Camara. I would have never gotten into that. And, uh, like, uh, nope, there's no way. I, I thought about that. That's well, why that's I'm, the funny thing is the one thing he said is he had to wait for Beth to go home so he can take so her so, car. Yeah, there was, just, there was no way. It's like, no. there's no way he's getting into the Camaro. Yeah. He, he, just, just the headroom just alone. Just slam the accelerator. No, it's not even that. I can't get it. Like, oh, you can't. Because you have to bend So in. I'm wearing a neck brace, and that's part of it. Is My head kind of, you know, can't move it side to side, really. Or move my neck side to side or really turn around and look or anything like that. And so getting into a car with with uh, it's got a low um, a, a low ceiling anyway. Yeah. You know, trying to get into that is just 
Like it, it's it's really hard to l- order a large drink at Taco Bell or McDonald's or something yeah, and try to get it in through the window. Getting into Mikey's car last night when he drove me home was great. I was like, oh, wow, this is awesome. I can, like, totally fit in this car. <laughs> this is good stuff. But even getting into Beth's car, you had to watch your head. Yeah. No, it's it's tough. When I got out of the hospital to get into, um, I was uh, driven home in a um, in a Honda Accord, and I bumped my head, like, three times trying to get in. It basically had to turn my body and put me in, like, a cadaver, you know, head first <laughs> into the thing, like I'm going into an MRI or something, and then try to turn back around. So, um so yes, those of you that listen to comic dating for the foreseeable future, there will not be comic dating because I'm out of work for at least six weeks. Yeah. Maybe more. So. We'll be back. Sure. Right about Comic-Con. What's that? I said you'll be back right about Comic-Con. Yeah. Um, and then you'll take off for Comic-Con. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll, 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 hopefully we're trying to figure out exactly. I can walk, so probably going to spend a lot more panel time at Comic-Con if I'm down there. So. Just get a wheelchair. Yeah, but walking on that Pictures floor is just, especially if... With all, with all those people, not, you yeah. just, we'll get you, you a might, rascal. We'll get you as well a grabber. Just, I'm serious. You might as well just do a wheelchair. We'll probably have a wheelchair for some of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, a little rascal. We'll see how long. I'm not getting a rascal. I can't stand this. <laughs> get him right into Hall H every time. I, that's the thing. I have no desire to go into Hall H at all. I'd rather go into like just make Ballroom sure, Twenty. Make really. sure I mean, if you if, like, if no, there is something at Hall H or Ballroom Twenty, we're with him when. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, of course, like, oh. I can finally get to the Walking Dead panel. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> yes. Get you in, and then I just leave. <laughs> then he leave. Yeah, exactly. Just sitting there, and I'm like, Where, where's, your, where's your disabled, your oh, disabled he to go partner to the or whatever? And I'm like, he so went to the bathroom on the, on the sales floor. He's he went to the for, bathroom, but it's taking him like an hour to get through that. He's in, just sitting in the Hasbro line. It's like a turtle. He just oh, away and he See, that's the other thing is you can get into the Hasbro line without waiting. I doubt it. I no. Well, you can. You get in the morning Hasbro line. Oh, thanks for giving any away day. the secret, Rich. No, no. Now anytime during the day. I've, I've watched it happen yeah, every time like during the day. Disneyland. Just, no, they get, they, at Disneyland, they don't let you get in line. They give you uh, uh, rain check you, tickets. Yeah, no, they give, I they saw give you that, fast yeah. pass tickets. They have, the, at Hasbro, they do. They have, a, well, they have on the side where you exit, they have a handicap entrance line. Yeah, but I'm not, I'm not going to be in a rascal. No, you can be in a wheelchair. Yeah, but it's, I don't know. Well, we'll figure it out. That's something we'll That's discuss at a later time. Yeah. We'll discuss we'll it all. Because no, now, we'll now all of a sudden we'll yeah, get there. now everybody's going to have an effing wheelchair <laughs> in the world. And everybody. Everybody, I mean, you're, the, the reason, I never knew that any of this type of stuff existed years ago. Because when I was... Uh, Lazy bastards. The summer before, I think, my freshman year, my mother had a cane because she had had ankle surgery. And this is like the year that Back to the Future came out at Universal Studios out here in Hollywood. And we're standing there looking at the line. Like, there's no way we can stand in line. She can't stand in line. So right. we're kind of debating whether my brother and I are going to go on or whatever. And this nice gentleman that worked for Universal comes up and says, do you want to go on the ride? And we said, well, yeah, but she can't She can't stand in line. Pointing to my mother. And he said, oh, no, no, take, come with me. So they go in this room, which is the exit. Yeah. And we're standing there for a second. And someone says, no, you're supposed to keep going. And we walk over. And that's where the loading section is. And they put you right on. So we skipped a two-and-a-half-hour line because she had a cane. I remember just looking at the cane going, I'm bringing a cane to everything we ever do for the rest <laughs> of my life. Um, See, I've noticed a lot of people that will do – because you know how Universal says the single rider lines. Yeah. I've noticed that a lot of people will, if they're like you know two or three of them in a, together, they'll all go to the single riders, and oh, then yeah, they end up both getting put it on. advantage of it. No. Yeah. Well, that, Sebastian, Sean, and I do the single rider for Indy all the time because we don't give a damn whether we're in the same car or not. We but get, the, but we usually when these people will make sure, you know, they get into the same car. Well, that's, almost every time we go, and the guy that hands it out always points out, like, you may not end up in the same car. It's, we don't care. It's just I don't want to wait 145 minutes in line just to go on Indy. Right. So we usually get split. There was one time 
Sebastian and Sean, I got put on like talking about Sebastian like he's not here. I'm right here. Uh, <laughs> he's uh, still here. Sebastian and Sean, I got onto a car, and then I was there for like another 10 minutes before I was able to. I think they were like pulling up as I was finally getting in the car to go because you, you just know, basically really so took many their places. spot. Well, everybody, um, everybody that was coming down, they were in like perfect order, you know, in order to yeah. fill it. They didn't have any of the You got to wait stuff. for like that party of like two and one, and then you yeah. have a seat to fill, or a party of three. And then there's yeah, one someone who waited in line and right. realized there was a single writer thing. Like, it's usually the parties at three because I know because there's always uh, you know Beth, myself, and Arabella. It's the party yeah. at three. There's always you know usually a single. Yeah, but writer. usually they check the next one. And if that party is five, then they'll right. split them. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. So we were gonna we're gonna cheat the system at Comic Con. <laughs> Long story. But we're not cheating the system because you can't physically. I mean, the, cheating the system would There's be. There's no winning at Comic Con <laughs> with yeah, that. but so you're not getting. But cheating the There's system no would be not having an time. ailment at all, <laughs> yeah. and then using it. Well, yeah. it depends on how I feel in a month and a half, two months. But you still have to wear your neck brace. Yeah, yeah. neck brace isn't a problem of walking. No, but give you neck a cane, brace. Though, neck brace is the like, problem. Yeah, of, out of the way, Sonny. And yeah, the neck brace is not being able to see. You know. The, the guy that comes in as the guardian devil cosplay that has wings that are eight feet in, in expansion and decides, I'm going to walk down Artist Alley. Not seeing that guy behind me who's going to smack me in the back of my head. That's right. what's going to suck because my peripheral vision is not going to be great because I'm not turning from side but to I can't, side. I but can't you got to do the Batman turn. You just got to yeah. turn your whole upper body. I can't, I can't phys- see you physically walking for five to six hours. Well, again, it depends on how I feel at that point. But, yeah, I'm, there isn't a plan to. Right, you get that it's stupid knee wheelie. Knuckle, no, <laughs> um, no, it'll be. We'll just it'll make it different. Right? One where you rest your neck on it. We'll just put a, a razor scooter. Yeah, no. We'll put a suit on you, and you're cosplaying as 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 Professor X. Put a suit on me and cosplay uh, oh, as the hover Matt the hover X wheelchair, or, Professor X. If I had a hover wheelchair, then I would do it. That would be perfect. Um, no, it'll be it'll just be different. It's going to be a lot more panels. Probably not there as late as I usually am, or whatever. Yeah. Walking outside, finding seats, whatever. Anyway, speaking of comic cons, let's talk about what happened in Phoenix uh, last weekend. Actually, on Thursday, Thursday twenty fifth, uh, Matthew Sterling walked into Phoenix Comic Con dressed as the Punisher as his cosplay and armed with a loaded shotgun, a bandolier of shotgun shells, two loaded automatic pistols, a loaded revolver, throwing stars, and a knife. Sterling later said in police interviews that he slipped past security easily and he was there to kill Power Rangers actor Jason David Frank and also what he called, quote-unquote, Aphrodite police officers, those with kind faces but evil on the inside. He also claimed in further interviews that he had stabbed Jason David Frank 15 years ago and was there to finish the job. Of course, this incident actually did never occurred. Uh, Sterling sent F, uh, fans, uh, Sterling on the day sent Facebook messages to a woman in California with pics of officers stating that he was going to kill them later, and she alerted authorities in Phoenix. Sterling was arrested around noon on the second floor of the convention center. Early reports stated that he never made it into the into the Phoenix Comic Con. Those reports turned out to be false. Yeah, he, he was, was on there. the second floor. He was on the second floor. He had been there all day. Uh, fallout was immediate as Phoenix police demanded all prop weapons be banned for the remainder of the show. Lines soon became unmanageable as new security screenings were uh, installed. Cosplay community quickly protested, saying the ban was unfair 
and that their costumes were all but useless because they didn't have weapons. So some of us have talked about this for a while, especially in terms of San Diego, mm-hmm. that at some point something was going to happen. Now, luckily, it's inevitable. Well, something like this has probably happened a few times, but someone who actually would do something. Luckily, and you're also coming off the wake of Manchester. And Manchester doesn't matter. What matters is the early reports of this when we saw it late Thursday, early Friday was – well, he didn't go to weapons check. Yeah. Because someone who has an armed... <laughs> I'm armed. I'm going to go to weapons check. And, oh, right. Sorry, we can't let you in with <laughs> these real guns. Yeah. You know, like, I know when I do the Winter Soldier, just walking in at Comic-Con, I am escorted by at least two or three armed police officers. And they stand there with, you know, with their hand on their revolver while I'm being checked. Yeah. To make sure that there is not a... A loaded weapon in, uh, on my person. The thing with that, and really what, what this discussion is, is the fallout from this, because the cosplay community immediately went crazy. Sure. Um, saying that they had a right to their weapons, basically, for all intents and purposes. I'm saying I have a right as a cosplayer to bring a fake gun just because this guy brought a real gun. They said it was an overreaction. It's not necessarily, to me, an overreaction, because if the police department is telling you you have to do it, you have to do it. Mm-hmm. That's a part of them being open. Um, and the police department just decided it was easier to ban all props, including, you know, sci-fi looking pistols, wands, lightsabers, lightsabers and stuff like that. Oh, even, uh, Jason David Frank put out a, a blast to his Instagram and his Facebook telling people the dragon daggers and the Saba, everything that you want him to sign, make sure it's in a box because they won't let you in without it being in the actual box. Right. So you can open it, he'll sign it, and he'll put it back. Right. Yeah. So those (laughs) Look, I bought bought this inside. Uh, Well, that's the thing is um, the the kind of fallout from this is, I think, is going to have huge repercussions for every show. Oh, yeah. And it's not necessarily the weapons check thing. It's the point in which you review your security procedures and worse off, your insurer. Mm Mm-hmm for these big cons, reviews their, their security procedures and realizes that, as I stated the other night, for the last 10 years, any one of us could have walked into Comic-Con with a loaded gun and a messenger bag and no one would have ever known. Right. Um, I saw a number of posts on my page from you know, fans that I know, you know, people that are local and everything, were just kind of this idea of like, but Comic-Cons are sacred. I can't believe this guy did this. What makes you think that some nut job isn't going to end up at one of these places? But that's just yeah. it. What's the difference between Comic-Con and... You know, a concert Disneyland. or Disney concert or a Dodgers game. I mean, Disneyland everything. has metal detectors. Disneyland yeah. has bag check. Bag check. Yeah, yeah. that's the, the biggest thing to this. Metal detectors are metal detectors. Who cares? The bag check is the big thing because almost every single person that walks into Comic Con mm-hmm. has a bag, and that bag is not inspected. Again, do you think? Do you think we'll start seeing yeah, the good. entry points? Because remember, WonderCon. They did a certain ba- – some people were back-checked. They tried to do that. This yes. is, that was part of what I was going to get to is WonderCon tried to in, install these kind of newer security measures. Where they moved – they also they moved, moved everything the... back and there was, a, there was a metal detector or mm-hmm. what have you. The first day that I walked in, I never went through it. The guy put me through the other side. Well, see, and that, that was the problem is – and I noticed this even, even on Sunday of WonderCon is if you didn't have your badge yet – they would usher you through, and you wouldn't go through the metal detector slash the RF yep. reader. You would go around it, and I'm, I was like, wait, 
if you're just letting anybody through now, this this could I, I, I could always I could be somebody that wasn't going to attend the show and say, oh, I got to go pick up my badge. On Friday when I was there, the first day, I had my badge and I had Eric's badge, mm-hmm. and so I didn't go up to the metal detector. I went through the security officer that was to the left of it or right of it, because I was asking like, I need to go in because I wanted to use the restroom, and I said, can I go in, go out, go in? He said, yeah. And then you couldn't, like, so I didn't tag in when I walked in. It was just a whole mess. Right. But the first time I walked through, I didn't, I never went through any sort of security or bag check. And I had my messenger bag. Mm-hmm. Um, at some point, something's going to, we just thought there would be a riot in San Diego. Yeah. The thing that I've always said is I'm shocked there hasn't been a point where somebody doesn't get, you know, the one in 1,000 Spider-Man cover <laughs> at Marvel and then just goes ape shit and starts tearing that booth down. Yeah. But... This sort of thing, and Phoenix is a big show. It's a four-day show. This is one of the larger cons in the country, and and people weren't getting in till a two or three in the afternoon, and they they still had of, entry lines around yeah. the building. There was a number late of in the afternoon that said uh, on especially on Friday that it was noon and there was almost nobody inside. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Be- well, you're asked to basically change your security oh, procedures yeah, yeah. on the fly when you don't have enough personnel already and mm-hmm. you don't have those procedures in place. Yeah, and they had they had like over 110,000 attendees. The good thing so about Comic Con right now is they are further enough further far enough far, far, enough. far enough. Thank you. Away from I know, <laughs> away and I haven't been drinking. Away from the the wow. actual show. To implement some of those, but even then, security measures for two hundred and twenty-five thousand people on a, in a place that has open, mm-hmm. um, uh, basically open doors. Mm-hmm. Well, here's what worries me, and I, I don't want to say this. I, I'm, I'm hesitant to say this over the air because I don't want to give somebody an idea of oh, let's do this now. But you mean like like the wheelchair thing? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you could. I mean, theoretically. You could have an incident like Manchester in oh, yeah. the in in either Hall H line. You could have it in behind Comic Con. You could have it in Gaslamp. There's so many places in the in the uh, game area over you know mm-hmm. by uh, Petco in that lot where the Xbox and everybody always oh, does things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's so you know you could theoretically injure or kill more people than what happened at Manchester. Yeah. Uh, now, saying that, you do see a stronger police presence in the uh, in that in Gaslamp area and all that. And I have noticed they are starting to do a lot more dog, you know, canine presence too. Yeah, but this at the same time, that's a lot of people to police. That's oh, a sure. Lot of people mm-hmm. know it's it's in, you don't want to say it again, like you said, you don't want to say it. San Diego Comic Con is an easy target. Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean it's the same thing here. This yeah, guy walked onto the second floor. Mm-hmm. He spent the entire day with loaded weapons, taking pictures of police officers and sending them to a girl in California, saying, "I'm going to kill this guy in about an hour." Right after I go finish Jason David Frank. Yeah, Jason, is that right, Jason yeah. David Frank? Yeah, that's right. And he had on his phone, he had an alarm, "Kill JDF" for set for like noon or whatever it was. Yeah. I mean, the guy is completely bonkers. In sure. His, uh, police interviews. He claimed he was in fact the Punisher. Uh, <laughs> While he was espousing all the other statements, and he never said why he wanted to kill. I mean, I guess he really didn't like the green. Well, he character. said that he stabbed him 15 years ago and wanted to finish the job. That's so. the cardboard cutout he had at home. Yeah, I guess. And it's funny when uh, when Jason David Frank did the press conference afterwards. Uh, I was watching it, and it's just like, dude, I've never been stabbed. Oh no, if I got stabbed, so I have no idea. But that tells you how unstable this guy is. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, no, definitely I mean, you, we, we've seen issues. in hit over you know, over the course of history people that get obsessed with a celebrity and how far they take it. John Lennon, you know, sometimes he, I mean, these people sometimes make up scenarios with celebrities just because of you know they have some sort of kind of like you and Jessica Alba, the the fake marriage that you had God for a while. Damn it, That's I was not typing, fake. I didn't get to it fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's not fake. We have like six children now, I think. Have fun with that. <laughs> crazy lying bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Who's she the crazy one in that relationship? <laughs> Still her. <laughs> yeah. You, you uh, no, it's just... $150 diapers. I, you know... I, I give you rashes anyway. One of the creators that we, we know personally on their, on Facebook said it it is pretty much inevitable that... I'm shocked it hasn't happened now. Yeah. We've talked about it on the show before. I'm surprised. I'm Super Bowl. amazed. I'm amazed. Well, the thing is, I'm amazed that there are not greater security measures at something I, well, like San Diego. Well, here's the other thing: WonderCon, because they want. And again, San Diego, San Diego International is a nonprofit. It has to be insured. Uh-huh. If I'm an insurance agency, and I'm looking at San Diego and going, at some point, how easy is it for someone to walk in there and kill a dozen people? You have a dozen families that are going to sue them for millions of dollars, and as an insurer, you're going to have to pay for it because. Yeah. They're not paying for it because, as a nonprofit, they don't make any money. You want to talk about the end of Comic Con? That would this would be it. This could be the end of Comic Con anyway. It's going to take them four and a half hours to get in. Yeah, that's yeah. that's going to be where is the security? How fa- how far out in advance are they telling people? There's been other cons where they have limited or eliminated weapons for this very reason. There was a smaller con back east late last year mm-hmm. that said you couldn't bring prop guns at all. But it came to be, I can't remember the con, I wish I did. Um, what happened was that was their insurer's statement, is you cannot show up with a fake gun. If you show up, you have to throw it away. You can't even have a fake gun to get in. No, you, you couldn't have a fake gun that you were carrying. You could have it on you, no, no, but this, it this had to be, zi- then they this, would zip tie it. No, no, this is a different con. There was a con, a smaller con last year back east that banned all prop guns. Mm-hmm. Said if you have a prop gun, do not bring it. Don't well, put it in a holster. My soldier would just be exactly. naked. You couldn't have all the stuff. You couldn't have a prop knife. You couldn't have a prop gun. Yeah. Because if you had it, it what it came out later was the insurance company told them don't even bother because right. their security was not great. Their weapons check didn't have enough people. Whatever. For whatever reason, their insurer said someone's going to slip through with a real weapon. Yeah. That's why the rifle here. that I, that I got that I was going to take this year, mm-hmm. I was. Debating whether I should get rid of the the orange tip, just because you well, know. you can't get rid of the orange tip if you're going to Comic Con. Now I'm going to have more than likely. Well, no, they won't let they. You have to have an orange tip if you go to Comic Con. No. Uh, yeah. No. You know, the pistol that he takes is both the pistols on me are, are never have had a because we use those for film props and so they don't have orange tips. It's interesting because I've always seen it that almost all of them have always said you always need an orange tip. You do. I mean, well, the problem the problem with yours is it's an airsoft gun and it's working. Yeah. So. Well, they, you, you have to take out the... You can't have the magazine in You it. You have to take out the magazine. Yeah. Even, even the pistols that stay on my person. But what on, this brings us to they, is the second part of this, which is what are the quote-unquote rights of a cosplayer? And now we're at a point where <coughs> cosplayers are saying conventions are ours. We're just going, conventions exist so that I can show up in a costume and everybody can see me. And my costume has to be accurate. And the only way it can be accurate is if I have weapons. Thousands. Well, I agree. Mess- I agree thousands with the- of messages afterwards for this was this is all but saying it infringes upon my rights as an American that I can't show up with a fake pistol. 
I agree with the fact that you want your costume to be accurate. But if your costume is, say, the Winter Soldier, and everything about my, you know, besides the arm and, and the jacket, you know, you you're if you're going to be the Winter Soldier, you have to have all the weapons. Deadpool has to have the swords and everything. You know, I mean, you don't with Deadpool, you can get away. I mean, you don't have to. Like, but but to make it to make it look better and make it look more accurate, better, yes. But you're still. But if you if you if if they say okay, no weapons, no no guns, no knives, things like that. All right, I'm going to wear a different costume. Most cosplayers will have three or four different cosplays that they go as. Sure, which is fine. Then go as somebody else. Go something that you can still be accurate with. Well, this in, in terms of this specific incident was that people were like, well, I worked in my costume for a year to do The Punisher, and now I can't do it because I can't bring my guns. The, what I'm talking about is the idea that now cos, uh, cons are just for cosplayers. That That's all it exists <laughs> for. That seems to be that enabled attitude of people going, the con exists so that I can go in my costume. Right. Sorry, it doesn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like if the rule's in place, then the rule's in place. I mean that—that's. I just want to walk up and down that line and go. It's a rule. I know. I know you all want to break the rules and you're cool or whatever. If it was a cosplay con, con, yeah. If the so. Fe- if the Phoenix Police Department comes up to Phoenix Comic Con and says if you want to let anybody in, they're not allowed to have any weapons at all, even the the lightsaber hilts and stormtrooper guns and whatever. Get rid of man. all of it because you had a guy here yesterday who could have killed. Dozens of people. Mm-hmm. He had extra magazines for his automatic pistols. He had a dozen or more shotgun shells on his bandolier, including the gun being loaded. At any point, he could have started firing yeah. and killing people. He was wearing body armor as, as well. Um, they showed his arraignment uh, video mm-hmm. from it, and it's he has two like first-class felony for attempted murder, uh, mayhem, he has body armor in an attempt to, which is a class three felony. Mm-hmm. He has loaded weapons, <laughs> loaded weapons in a in a in a um, like loaded place. weapons in, in a place that prohibits it. It's like a class one misdemeanor. I'm like, come on, Arizona, yeah, you change that. <laughs> you know, here's the thing. I'm actually surprised they didn't shut the con down. That's too that's too far because I again, don't know. But another thing, why are you shutting down the con for people like you and me? That are showing up with a messenger bag, right? And actually want to go to the con to find creators, look for art, mm-hmm. look for. But comic you got to look at them and go. go to panels. There was a, there was a security breakdown. But then you also have yeah, to think about yeah. But the security much... breakdown is fixed. That's the problem. If everybody has to go through the same line, whether you have a messenger bag or whether you're dressed up like Deathstroke, if you've got to go through that line and be physically checked, sure, uh, up and down, we're gonna get to that point at Comic Con. They're gonna check your bag. They're gonna pat you down yeah. to make sure you don't have anything because at some mm. point someone's gonna go at Comic Con and go, one of these Westboro guys are like, oh, you guys are promoting gays and just yeah. blow himself up in front of everybody. I'm surprised that hasn't happened. Well, they can't afford the tickets. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, even just being outside there, like by Hall yeah. H, especially. Well, those the guys, line those there, guys are but... a different kind of nuts. Yeah. Um, they're yeah, just gonna drive somebody, their car up and just plow through. Everything. Yeah, and then it, you, especially well, that's Harbor Boulevard. That's why they closed just, Harbor Boulevard. Yeah. yeah, I mean, part of the reason they closed closed, closed Harbor Boulevard is because they've had two people. They had someone. Yeah, killed, somebody got hit by a car. And then when they had that zombie horde thing, and uh-huh. those idiots surrounded that guy's car, like I don't understand why they ran us down. Here's what I don't understand: what they why they haven't done this yet is instead of loading and unloading the buses in front of the convention center. Do it on the backside. Close down that front area where 
now that's the part where you go through metal detectors and everything. That back area. I mean, it's possible, but the back area is a lot of lines for. uh, You can get from one side to the other. For different uh, panels and stuff, they use that back area. Yeah. Have you ever ever seen the picture? Go to the the Marvel Hall H day where there's 43 limos in the back. Didn't you have to make. It's also the thing with the back, it's very difficult to get a bus back there. Then you have to take all all by Petco. You're probably going to have security procedures that are going to be on each end, or you're going to have security procedures out in front of all of those sections. When they open those doors, there's going to be metal detectors at those doors. Yeah. And they're going to have certain places. What I would say, if it, you know, not knowing logistics of that as well as I, you know, as someone that there does, you're going to have different lines for different people. That's the best way to do mm-hmm. it. If you're on cosplay, then you, you need to walk to the back. And you're going to go up those stairs. The weapons check, check lock. You. The weapons check is outside. Yeah, I, I, mean, I would. I would say the weapons check is going to be outside, and you're going to do. I mean, zip ties are just always stupid to me because you can always just cut the zip tie. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Like you have a zip tie, anyone with a pair of scissors can. Get well, when, when I say zip tied, they're actually zip, they're they're zip tying it with the with the tag. Yeah, with, with yeah. the with the with the holographic tag that they put on you. But again, the zip tie doesn't mean anything. The, again, security procedures here for Phoenix is that he was there for hours with nothing. Mm-hmm. He had a shotgun in front of him. Everything else was, I mean, it was he had stuff in his holsters and he had a shotgun in front of him. None of it had any of the security tags for weapons. See, and nobody stopped him. Not a single organizer, not a single volunteer, not a single police officer walked up and said, you have a shotgun and there's no pink piece of tape on it. Yeah. Well, something's going on. The here. other thing that worries me is I've seen it happen before at certain cons that Somebody that had a weapons check from the year before or something walked right through without having to get their weapon checked. Well, again, that's a, that's because, a failure of communication yes, because totally. they don't know the, the the colors are supposed to change. It is the same they thing. Should yeah, the change. staff should know the colors of the... Yeah, right. when, you go, when you go to an air show, uh, if you go to a military air show, like when you go to Miramar, I went to Miramar two days years ago, and the first day was blue and the second day was pink or whatever. Right. And let me tell you, again military precision mm-hmm. every single person inside of that that's walking the grounds and military knows exactly what color it is for the day mm-hmm. because i had blue from the day before and they just put pink on the other side of my camera bag and i got stopped by a military police officer because he only saw the blue in the front and demanded to see my bag inspected my camera yeah and everything and i showed the back i'm like no i have the pink on it and he still checked it but he only saw the blue and just mm-hmm. knew the other hard thing about San Diego is you also have events going on in the hotels that be, you know, yeah. you have stuff everywhere. I mean, there, every, do you think year, we'll see a stronger every, police presence inside the convention center this it year? Depends on what they can give you. Cause that's the other thing. You know, San Diego police has other things to do than be a comic con. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and they have all their force for basically no, working that bring weekend. out, bring down some guys from Pendleton. So yeah, <laughs> get some military vets and you might see a lot of guys that are going to moonlight for it. Get guys who have the day oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Well, that's what they—that's what usually happens. Yeah, is you have an extra takes the overtime or whatever. But again, that costs the city. Right. The city charges San Diego to do it for, uh, charges SDCC for it. And of um, course, SDCC brings in. A, if if extra I'm SDCC, I'm like, you know what? I think we're least. just going to hire people to dress up as police officers. <laughs> your <laughs> hey, you're a cosplayer. Is Come here. <laughs> you want to cosplay with weapons? Here's how you do it. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to cosplay as the San Diego Sheriff's Department. Uh, of course, then you get arrested for impersonating an officer. But right? I've, well, I've well, also no, seen yeah. I've also seen people get into cons dressed as Rick from Walking Dead because they just look like a regular sheriff. Well, yeah, and this one's like, oh come on, guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
Yeah. I think it's going to be interesting to see. It's, it'll be interesting to see where this fallout comes for the rest of the year because this is an incident. And a few times that I responded to these on pages that I saw, I was like, this is the game changer. Mm-hmm. This is the one where you, you have out insurmountable evidence that someone can get into a con loaded for bear, mm-hmm. like loaded as the Punisher would load out. If this, yeah. if he was the Punisher, maybe he is the Punisher because good Lord, that's exactly what the Punisher would have done. I think London Comic Con is happening right now too. Yeah. Well, London Comic Con was the same weekend and they, oh, had, the they, did, they didn't do, they, they heightened security anyway because yeah. of the Manchester bombing last week. Yeah. But it wasn't weapons and stuff. It was basically, I think it was sort of the same. It was like they were bag checking and they were checking people yeah. Yeah. and they're running. See, I think, I think they're going to have to start bag checking. I don't see how you don't. Because again, although bag check didn't mean anything to this guy, yeah, you know, if he, he found, he found a go, way in, he found, yeah, he basically found a back door or whatever to get in. Somebody, That's the other thing. somebody on a smoke break just uh, kept the door cracked open. Maybe being in there that long, yeah, without anyone day. really paying attention to noticing. Those, fir- those first couple of reports were that he were out, that he was outside when it was discovered later that night in the court documents that he made it inside. He was arrested. He was arrested by officers on the second floor. Yeah. Um, basically they got their, his description and he was sitting on a bench and they went to talk to him and he went crazy. He assaulted one of the officers. Luckily, Um, luckily he didn't start firing. Well, because that, those officers were not Aphrodite officers. They weren't ones that he had tagged beforehand as ones he was going to kill. Yeah. So, but then when he started resisting, he did like put his, the, the story is, um, in the Phoenix Daily News or whatever, was that like he used his body weight against the bench to resist? Be- he's a fairly large human being, yeah, to resist being moved, or whatever. And it, like, can you imagine just sitting there watching that happen, and then go home that night and go, "That guy had four guns <laughs> and they were all loaded." Just had to take him one. As soon as you police officers walk up, just pick up that shotgun. That shotgun. And start the firing. spray alone of that shotgun would yeah. have at least injured mm-hmm. several people. I mean, and if the, you're if you're the standing picture, there watching this happen, you there's a chance that you could have gotten sprayed with a shotgun shell. In the picture yeah. of when they actually arrested him, it seemed like it wasn't a quiet part of the con. The con. Yeah. The quan. The quan. Uh, there's a bunch of people Phoenix, there. Quan, quan. <laughs> oh, there's all yeah. There's yeah, people there's on the phone photos of him getting arrested. Yeah, yeah. there was yeah, a that, bunch of people it. just walking back and forth. Check yeah. it out, bro. I, I hate to say this because it you know it it, it is. Unfortunate, unfortunate that it happened at a con, but I'm glad it was at a con that wasn't like San Diego or New York or, you know. Well, like I told you, don't be naive to think that there aren't people with loaded weapons in oh, San Diego. Oh, yeah. You know, like I said, even if it's just some punk kid, like, hey, check it out. I was able to bring my revolver yeah. in my Pokemon bag to the floor of San Diego. I'm sure there's pictures on the net of the guys like, I'm in San Diego. Check out my loaded gun in the middle of my bag. Yeah. Or my backpack while I'm buying, you know, check out my Spider-Man. Pokeball that's got a fuse. <laughs> my Pokeball grenade. I choose you, Boomy. Boomy. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> the worst Pokemon of all. <laughs> Boomy. Boomy. <sighs> what's, the, what's the one? Oh, there is one that explodes. Yeah, yeah it's uh, Electrode and Voltorb, dude. Mm-hmm. Sebastian, I know exactly what it means. All right. I still like Boomy. Boomy, yeah. Boomy, Boomy's I, good. Boomy's a little more... Uh, Boomy's a little I more... I feel like that's the nickname someone would give. Yeah. An electrode. Hey, Boomy. So what else you got for us, Chris? Uh, last week. Was it last week? It was two weeks ago. Star Trek Discovery. I don't remember. About a week ago. I remember, yeah, I don't remember. A week. It's about a week and a half. I don't remember what day it is. I thought today was Saturday. When I walked out, I went to lunch with Melissa today. I walked out and... The the postal service van like pulls in. Yeah. And I'm like, wait, 
We had a delivery today, today so, from. Yeah, I was like, what, what, what's, what are they doing on Sunday? Come yeah, on. we had, well, we had with, an Amazon with delivery. With Amazon, the USPS now delivers on Sundays in certain markets. I love that the USPS is telling how they're losing money, and they were talking. They were talking about ending Saturday delivery, and now they're delivering on Sunday. Well, they have, for Amazon, though. They, they have, have to. Yes. Yeah, if Amazon gets their own delivery service, they have one. They, they do. do. That's more. I know that, it's usually during peak season during yeah. the Christmas. Yeah. But they also the use like season. Track Now or something. Uh, on Track. On track. They license out for their deliveries. So which is, which I can do usually it. On Track <laughs> is a white panel van that just has one little logo on it. Yes, it's On Track. Yeah. Well, the Amazon one that delivers is a white panel van that just yeah. has the A right on there. Right. That's how you get the same day deliveries if you're mm-hmm. in specific cities. Uh, they're, yeah. they're building an airport near uh, the UPS hub in Kentucky, mm-hmm. though, too. So yeah. yep. they're having their own crap. Amazon's crazy. Yeah, the, yeah, but with, but, but with, no, that's, uh, that's what the Postal Service did to bring in some extra cash was uh-huh. do an exclusivity deal to do uh, mm-hmm. Sunday deliveries just for Amazon packages. With, with Prime 2 Day, they have to. Yeah. So, Star Trek Discovery. Star Trek Discovery. So, we had the Star <laughs> Trek Discovery trailer this week. The long, delayed, weird CBS All Access coming With show. With many, many problems. And that's what I wanted Sebastian to talk about. Oh, God. Here did, we go. Wait, did everybody see the trailer? Yeah. I saw yeah. it. Yeah, I saw, I saw it, and it's one of those things where... I it, saw it, and I was naive enough to like it when I first saw it. See, I liked and it, then, too. And then, well, hold on. Let Sebastian go. This is my favorite part, because the funny thing is, well, to kind of tell this story a little bit, uh, our friend Brandon, he basically had sort of a vague, I didn't like it because yeah. the uniforms, basically. And, and here's it the thing. Was it, I, like, hold on. I love the design of the show. If this was in like post-Voyager or if they were to just go alternate reality, no. I'm fine. Yeah, well, See, that, the, this, the this uniforms reminded me of Enterprise. Here's, okay, let me finish Loosely. the story, though. This is how this started. So basically, <laughs> Sebastian's Brand, about to explode. Hold on. We'll let Brent, we'll no. let, we'll let Sebastian go in a minute. And it's one of those, you just click it on and then we can all go get dinner and he's going to go crazy. Can, can we, can we, I mean, did, so yeah, well, well, Ethan, we Ethan and Mikey, you saw like, it? Did you yeah. like it? Anybody? Okay. I enjoyed it, but I don't yeah. care about Star Trek enough. Exactly. So. I don't yeah. care about well, Star no, Trek. No, no. What I wanted to get into is the specific reason why Star Trek fans aren't like as much. Again, so Brandon puts on this kind of vague sort of thing. I didn't understand what he was talking about. I basically said, so you're predisposed to hate this this series because of the uniforms? Like, come on. Right. And then the next day, um, Sebastian posted something, which was at home. very detailed. And I, I was remember like, that. Okay, wait. That, okay, now I get it. And I apologize to Brandon. And Brandon's like, thanks. And I said, what I've found in life is that if you feel vaguely towards something, you've like, I've got an argument for or against a brand or a, a, a pop culture type of thing that Sebastian likes. Right. Tell Sebastian your vague sort of, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure why I'm not liking this. And, and then, then Sebastian will do all the research for it, and boom, he just puts it out. It, I mean, whether it's an argument or whether you need if, – if I'm at Disneyland and Melissa and I are looking like, where's the time capsule? Hold on. Sebastian, where is the time capsule? I got a very long text. I got a, a, a Google map of exactly where it was. I got a picture, and I got what was inside of it. Well, don't All you within like five minutes? Don't you remember when Arabella that's asked about Pokemon? And <laughs> yeah, no, but that that's like my favorite, and, yeah. I, and I said it on it, and I'll say it again. You missed your calling. You should be a lawyer. Now, before before we let Sebastian go, <laughs> like he's going home. No, I mean, is it you've been fired? Oh, oh shit! Is it that Star Trek well, fans <laughs> are having a, an issue with the set of, of when it is set? 
Uh, well, that's not so much the big problem. The big problem is, is so much that they chose a setting and then didn't stick to it. But sort of like as a bit of a preamble to what's been going on, just in case people don't know. So Brian Fuller wanted to do a Star Trek show. He was a writer on Deep Space Nine. He was a writer on Star Trek Voyager. And he's wanted to run a Star Trek show for years. He presented them with this idea that he was going to do in uh, the time period, you know, ten, roughly 10 years before Captain Kirk took over the Enterprise, which means Captain Pike is captain. Very specific set of time frame, but he wanted to try something a little different in the era. Pause it for a second, because I've always wanted to understand this. The, Star, the Starship Enterprise that we see in the in the TV series. Yes. How long has that ship been in commission when Kirk takes years. over? 15 years. Okay. I never knew that. I always thought it was a newer the ship. The first captain was Robert April. He had a five-year mission. Then Captain Pike took over for a nine-year mission. And then <laughs> Kirk took over as captain, and Spock was promoted to first officer. Okay. And he began his five-year mission gotcha so right but because you see pike in the original series you see both former captains don't you uh you i know see, you see you pike see, you see captain pike in tos yes and you see robert april in the animated series because wasn't wasn't pike pike was just the like behind the scenes sort of thing was he was the he was the captain. second captain and what happened was in the story the the cage which was the original pilot and then in the menagerie he was in an accident uh just, you know, after he was teaching at Starfleet, he saved a bunch of cadets uh, from a simulation accident, and he was basically burned, and, like, a beam fell on him, and he basically was made a paraplegic. And in the story of uh, the Menagerie, Spock wants to take him, Captain Pike, back to the planet Talos Four from one of their old missions about a decade ago, where they encountered a race of aliens who basically kidnapped Captain Pike, but through their powers, wanted to basically keep him in a zoo, but they also had restorative powers. The The crew on the ship that crash-landed on Talos IV had been fully restored from their injuries and illnesses by this alien race. And because of the circumstances of finding that, we find out that no planet, no starship is ever allowed to go back to Talos IV. It is too dangerous. And because of the danger posed, the Talosians uh, basically pulled that ship onto the planet and tricked them, basically kept the crew captive... <laughs> that uh, it was so bad that Starfleet and the Federation imposed the death penalty for anyone to ever go back to Talos IV. The only death penalty on uh, the Federation or the Starfleet uh, law books, which was later rescinded, and they talk about that in TNG. Well, was you this, should have been a lawyer for Star Trek. Was this the same Star episode? Was this the same episode where they they almost they have a, like a trial? Yes, because Spock wants to kidnap Captain Pike. Right. And take him back to the planet, and when he's caught doing it, he has to explain why he wants to basically trick everyone into taking Captain Pike back to Talos IV, where he can live a happy life, alive, and in good condition. Because he was uh, Spock's first captain with Captain Pike. Because a lot of people... But is the real-life explanation was the fact they just replaced... Well, they basically replaced the guy who played Captain Pike. Yeah, he was shot for the original pilot episode, and they didn't really really like, like too much of the show part of the reason was captain pike's first officer was michelle barrett who eventually became nurse chapel but they basically said sorry it's not believable that a woman can be first officer got to change this uh they wanted to so when they rewrote the show they wanted to make it a little more adventure they wanted a captain with a they different wanted a they wanted a captain who's a little more Aye. upbeat so they got Captain... It was uh, also a little Captain bit Water. more well-known, too. An actor yeah, he was a little more well-known as well, but then Jeffrey Hunter went on to become Jesus in a movie, so he became but really see, famous non, that. Non-fans <laughs> or people that really weren't into the, the 60s show will still remember 
the image of Pike because sure. you, you, the, you don't the, miss the, it because it's that big aren't silver. That much different either. But he's also he's in that big silver <coughs> the big, like yeah the big black yeah uh, wheelchair with the three dots on it. Yeah, you know, yeah. And, and, yeah. But that, but that's the thing. But so that's sort of the idea about like uh, so to preamble from that the show is set a year or two after the pilot episode The Cage where Captain Pike goes to this thing. So we know the timeline. The trailer opens with like 10 years before Kirk and Spock, which makes no sense because Spock was the science officer on the Enterprise at that time. It's really Kirk, so 10 years before Kirk. That, But really, what's going on? So you've got Brian Fuller. They finally give him the chance to do a Star Trek show, something he's wanted for a long time. And he says, I'm gonna, I've chosen this time period specifically because there's a lot going on in this time frame that we can explore. But then he's fired. And word on the street is that he's fired because the head of CBS wants to make the show look like the movies, the new movies. and The J.J. The J.J. movies. And Brian Fuller pushed back and said, no, as much as those movies have some success, people don't want that. Even the licensees who license out products have said, you're changing the look. People don't want J.J. looking stuff. We can barely give this stuff away. We want stuff that looks like Next Generation and original series and Deep Space Nine, and Voyager, and this show doesn't fulfill that. Eventually, we find, uh, I think, uh, McFarlane Toys was the only licensee willing to pick up Star Trek Discovery. So they're going to be making toys and stuff. Which are more high-end toys than, sure. than what you're going to find in Target and Walmart. and want buy these toys, not just the collectors. Right, exactly. The but the, but that's, that was the word on the street. He pushed back too much, and they fire him. Because he said, no, it has to look like the original series. There's a specific look to this show... And since we're doing this for CBS All Access, we have a little bit more leeway to do something like that. Uh, we also know that there were lots of problems <laughs> with the script because at one point they suggested saying that all the different shows take place in different universes and get rid of the prime timeline so they could do whatever they wanted. Netflix footed most of the budget for the show, and the show has been overdue. It's over budget. Netflix is not. Well, happy. yeah, the original date was Jan- this past yeah. January. And there's a lot going on. Uh, rumor has it. Again, if you could see the giant rumor sign flashing in front of you, all this is speculation and based on what people who've worked in the industry have said has been going on. Right. Uh, there's also word on the street that a, lot, a couple of the actors are already looking to get out of doing this show, even though they film most of it. So even if there is a second season, you may not see some of them come back. We don't know. So that's sort of the problems that has sort of entrenched Discovery. You've got a guy who doesn't like Star Trek and showrunners who aren't Star Trek fans doing the show after they ousted the one guy who wanted to do this. Now, the big issue for me is that we know the time frame and we're basically being given the story of another Vulcan who's having problems dealing with human beings. Oh, we've seen that. I saw Star Trek Enterprise. T'Pol is the first Vulcan in Starfleet. Even Spock, in his own way, is dealing with humanity. And that stuff is been done before and right. they picked an interesting time and my big problem that once i saw all of this going on basically boiled down to cbs took out a lawsuit on the fans because of productions like axonar and star trek continues basically saying the fans were diluting the brand so they spent millions of dollars to sue the people who love star trek enough and making something as accusatory as that and then they get the opportunity we're doing a show it's a prequel to the original series. It's set in that time frame. They even specifically mention things like Captain Pike. Uh, the first officer in this new show is being called number one because of the original pilot for Star Trek. But they chose not to go with the look of a series 
that they spent millions suing the fan base over to protect Mm -hmm. and just threw all of that away to redesign the show and also fired the one person who was fighting to keep that aesthetic because they worked so hard to protect it in copyright lawsuits. Well, even in their commandments for fan-based stuff, or films, they they mentioned it has to be like fifteen minutes long, right? But you can't you can't use costumes that are you have to purchase costumes yes. that are CBS licensed. You cannot make your own. There's a lot of really harsh restrictions, and then they come out with a show in the same time frame as Axanar, dealing with the battle of Axanar with Captain Garth, who is fighting the Klingons over the planet. And See, interestingly enough. This show happens to take place at the same time of that battle. He's one of Captain Kirk's heroes. So there's a lot of bizarre coincidences. And there's also a lot of things where it's like, then why? Why? I understand wanting to make something look good, but this is for the internet. You specifically cite several shows going on by fans as basically the inspiration for wanting to do something like this. And then you throw it all out. You wasted millions of dollars. And you don't even decide to use that aesthetic. You should have just done something in the JJ universe, which I'm sure nobody would fault you for, or do something past Voyager, 10 years after Voyager, whatever, and you could keep the same look of the show. You could keep the same look of the uniforms. I was just going to ask you, with the look of what you saw with the trailer, yeah. with the uniforms, the ships, everything, sure. the the issue you don't have an issue no, with that, I th- I think but just with the time the, frame yeah, that they I, said it. That's ex- exactly my main issue. And then to further drive that point home, say what I say what I will about the J.J. Abrams verse universe, uh, the movies. He at least did his best to update the '60s look, right? Versus this show, which is completely casted aside for their own uniforms. See, so yeah, because uh, a lot of what I saw from people, especially people I know that were upset with the trailer was that I mean, was more along the, the time frame. Some of they the didn't f- have a problem with the look or anything like that. Even even the subject matter. Sure, which we don't ha- even know too much. It's just like, oh, we got a Vulcan who has to work with humans. Oh, I'm so sorry for you. Right. It just it was it was more of as soon as they said of you know, when it takes yeah, place. Ten years before that set yeah, a lot so of people. So it's like twenty one it's like twenty two fifty two or something like that. Yes. Yeah. The Space, year the final frontier. Are yeah. you going to check it out? Sure. Uh, I'm, I'm not going to write it off completely, but from what I've heard and what's been reported about the production of the show, I'm, I'm very wary of it. Is there anything that you've seen so far or heard so far that going into it could save this show for you? No. I mean, if it's good, if it's got good writing, whatever, but... Could you look past the, the, the no. look of it where, where it's time, where it's set? I, it doesn't exist in a vacuum. I mean, it, like it doesn't exist. As a Star Trek show, at, it could be good, right. but because of where they said, said it, it, that you, you can't you you can't take that. If they even if they just said it's an alternate reality, then whatever. That's it's fine. A, it's the argument we had with Kanan dies the last episode of Rebels, and then Steven Spielberg does a movie that takes right. place on the Death Star with Kanan yeah. on it. Right. You would immediately discount that film right. as fans because you're going, you just told me that Kanan dies at the end of Rebels, and now you're telling me he's alive on the Death Star yeah. just before the sure. beginning of Episode Four or something like in that. In Enterprise, they did an episode where the USS Defiant from the Tholian's Web episode is thrown back in time into the Mirror Universe, and the fan service the episode have people start putting on the uniforms of the crewmen from the USS Defiant, and you got to see Scott Bakula wearing the old green tunic, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Starfleet tunic. 
And then you have shows like Next Generation, which had Scotty, who recreated the bridge on the holodeck and talked about his time. Yeah, You've got the episode of Deep Space Nine, where they go back in time to the trouble with Tribble. I was just going to say that. Yeah. And the look is very, very set in stone. We know what's Doesn't happening. Doesn't that episode have an in-joke of the Klingon? Yes. Yeah. The yeah, they don't like, know what it, it's, like how it's how they retcon that, that yeah. original look. Right, and that's the thing, is that in, in Enterprise, they later explain why the Klingons look different. And even for me, the Klingon design is weird. I like the J.J. Klingons more, and it's clearly the look they're trying to copy, but they've altered them very, very drastically. Yeah. So that's even that's a little strange, but they're... Well, do you remember the episode in Voyager when uh, the Doctor creates his holographic family? Yeah. The Klingon look in that... Seemed odd to me too. Well, it, well, Klingons look. I mean, the ridges. If we're gonna talk Star Trek, we could talk for hours. But the Klingon, the ridges are all different for different Klingons. You're Star Trek. Star Trek. Yeah. You can talk for hours. Yeah. So it's so that I don't mind. Klingons have looked differently all the right. time, and then you get into the Klingon augment virus and why some of the population was affected and lost their ridges. Then you'd have to go with like, okay, if there's interbreeding, some of the bridges would be less prominent at different points in time. Sure. Torres. Yeah, well, if she's she's a third Klingon anyway, yeah. so that's the whole other, that's a whole other thing. So that that isn't necessarily the concern for me so much as like, you've given me a time period, and you've given me a time period with interesting events that other people are doing outside of this. Not to mention things like, it's like, look, it's Star Trek, we gotta have the show about let's talk about things like if you want to deal with star trekian ideals let's talk about the death penalty having been reinstated it's a perfect episode to open on yeah and to deal with but for me it's mostly the fact that it's that it's that feeling of wow you accused star trek fans of diluting the brand by making all these fan films like star trek continues which is freaking amazing if you go on youtube and look them up they're episodes that are 45 minutes long done in the exact style basically it's supposed to be year four of the five-year mission and old star trek writers and actors have come back like dc fontana has written one of those episodes it's amazing and then you have the guys doing the prelude to axanar and the axanar show about the battle of axanar with garth of istar and the fight against the klingons and they're also doing an amazing job of not only keeping the look of that time period but doing beautiful cg work for the fights mm -hmm. so i'm that's where i'm coming from i'm going like come on guys you spent so much money in court the least you could do is really anyone gonna complain if they turn into cbs all access and watch a show that takes place in the tos era and it looks like the tos era but what if what if this this ship and uh the this mission of discovery is kind of like a Voyager type thing. They were lost, you know, and they didn't, they're not really having anything to do with Starfleet. They're on their own so they, mission set off someplace, you know, it's not, you know, it's not the Delta Quadrant, but it's, it's some part of the Alpha like, so Quadrant. they spent that time designing their own brand new uniforms and redesigning their ships to look like the ships from the JJ-verse and changing all their panels and the stealing the Enterprise's insignia. <laughs> In case people don't know, if again, because you could talk about Star Trek for hours, and at that point in time for the Starfleet, every ship had its own insignia. So why would they use the Enterprise's insignia on their ship? Doesn't make any sense. Okay, I was just, I, I was just, you know, trying to see if there's a way to no, that this could exist. I'm gonna watch it because no, because kind of what he's saying is what I've seen is, and it really yeah. is. It's the time frame. If well, they would I mean, have never said, you picked the time you've frame. You've seen the same thing with us, even though they threw out the continuity right. of Star Wars, 
as soon as we saw the A wings and Rebels, we went, "That's too early." <laughs> right. You know, oh, the tide, the tide is. And this isn't even early. tossing out yeah. expanded universe exactly. stuff. Exactly, that's what I mean. This they is don't... like you specifically picked ten years before Kirk's first five year mission. But yeah. but you're right. That that's the exact analogy to use yeah. is the A wings and, we and... The, the reason that we could accept it is because that established EU timeline has been completely thrown right. out. This has not been thrown. Although yeah, a, a rumor has it they did try because mm-hmm. one of the things but specifically even the A wings seeing the A wings that early where you don't see them in in a new hope. Or well, even, there's a lot of different you don't see them you yeah. don't see them in Rogue. You don't see them in New but Hope. You don't there. see them in yeah. Empire. They're there. They're there. Well, everything again. Everything. Everyone that said everyone in Rogue One has to die because we would see them later is the most BS thing I've ever right. heard. Right. Like, the rebellion was not. All of the rebellion was not on Hoth. Right. You know, it's like this stupid idea. And even if it was, we're following four specific characters. We're not following Hera. Well, they we're even not, say you know, even with things. Hoth, they say we will rendezvous with the with the exactly. Rebel fleet. They're, they're, they're in a lot well, of places. Also, because in the expanded universe, it was Kyle Katarn and Jan Urs who got the Death Star plans, and they show up many times in the expanded universe because yeah. they're deep cover, yeah, rebels uh, and spies. But yeah, it's weird. I mean, they... but but the but the analogy does work because there are a lot of fans that went, no, this is way too early. This, you yeah, can't have a wings yeah. now. Yeah, this this doesn't look right for the. I mean, rumor has it one of the reasons that they wanted to askew the entire prime timeline with crazy trans dimensional every shows in its own pocket universe so nothing connects anymore and one of the reasons that was thrown out was because the actor mark leonard who not only plays spock's father he also plays romulan captain in one of the episodes and then in star trek the motion picture he's one of the klingons at the very beginning who gets iced by v'ger so it's like do you really need to explain that but i I don't care it's been like that in star trek forever um, yeah isn't isn't uh What's the uh, gentleman's name that, that's the, the, the African-American... Tim Russ on Voyager was also uh, in... Uh, was he on the B? He was on the, the Enterprise. He, he, was, uh, he, was, he was acting there, but he was yep. also on the Excelsior with uh, Sulu. And then they did an entire episode to talk about how... Uh, to talk about how Tuvok was a crewman on the Excelsior, which is a great way to link to the yeah, past. Yeah, can link those too. Yeah. It's like, look, let's answer that. It's like, I don't really care if Mark Leonard had Klingon makeup in Star Trek The Motion Picture. It's not really my concern. You don't even know it's him. Why? But, there, but exactly. there are several actors. Uh, yeah, they do it all the time. Did you see like Well, the that. one I just, I, I just watched, the, uh, There's I, an sent actor. You, I sent you the message. Um, the, the first Next Generation episode with the, uh, uh, the Cardassians. Cardassians. Yes. Is Cardassians? The guy, no, Cardassian. Oh. They, they don't have the big butts. They don't, they don't have the H either. Um the gentleman who plays the Cardassian, what is it, an ambassador? Or I, think the, I think he's the ambassador. Yeah, is the same gentleman who plays Goldicott, mm-hmm. a completely different character in TS9. Or yeah, DS9, yeah. excuse me. Yeah. Well, what ha- it, it was funny because they had him play this character, and then they had him just play somebody completely different. And although he's in a lot of makeup, he has a very distinctive voice. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm watching it because I'm going, I think I remember Sebastian mentioning this. He played that character earlier. Yeah. I'm watching the episode going, back. that's him. Well, yeah, yeah. but here's well, the thing: also stuff the like real world actor in Voyager, uh, in one of the episodes, he was he played like the crewman of uh, one of the ship, the other ships that got stranded out there, the Equinox. Mm-hmm. He played a crewman there, but he's also in, uh, like I think he's in Star Trek: First Contact as well as an Enterprise crewman, right? And so it seems like who cares? Who but see, cares? the reason being for that it's is like the real Moffat world needing to explain why the uh, the twelfth Doctor looks like. 
a guy from Pompeii. Nobody cares. And he was also a uh, he was a doctor in uh, Torchwood. In one right. Of, in the, why do why do, do we really? Amy Pond, the actress, is also in that same episode yep. with, with him. Who cares? But see, he, but and then that happens a lot in Doctor Twins. Who too. And the real world explanation of this is, and not for you guys. This is more for, for anyone actress, listening. Yeah. Is because the casting department said, "I really, really like this guy. actor." Yeah. When we well, find the, something the, for the them, we're going thing. to bring them back where we can really, yeah. really utilize them. When they decided them. to use the Cardassians in DS9 is really the main foil. Who are you mm-hmm. going to bring back? You're going to bring brought that, back that the guy awesome who was actor. amazing as the, the original. The, actor, um, the actress who plays the the uh, leader of uh, Odo's people, the Changelings, yeah. is the same actress who played the first humanoid alien in the galaxy in the Next Generation episode who seated our galaxy of all of its life. Yeah. But again, what's a, I, 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 I can't believe I can't remember. Tim Russ is also in Spaceballs as the, <laughs> we ain't got shit officer. Do I need an explanation for that? The transdimensional reality. So who, who's the, 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 the Bajoran from, uh, from, uh, that was on the crew of the enterprise in, uh, in next gen. Yes. Uh, I, I, uh, I know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, but they were going to originally bring her back in deep space nine, but she didn't. No, no, back. but she was also in, Next gen earlier as a as different dra- character. Yes. Oh no, the transdimensional realities, according to CBS. Yeah. Got to answer all these problems instead of just. Well, like... that's that's when comic book fans get to you know that that culture fan where it's so obsessive. Yes. Where it's point by point by point by point by point, and that's why we we can. This is the type of reason when you go through this, Captain. Is, uh, well, no, no. This is the when when you have this explanation, you have fans of obsession. Captain Picard this has hair. Is why this is why. Lucasfilm throughout the EU, but wasn't it Captain Piat or uh, one of the other, one of the captains in Star Wars is three different characters? Yeah, he's been, the, uh, one of the, one of the Imperial captains is uh, he, he's three different characters in Star Wars, and I forget what it is now. Oh, and I think is he, it the is it the uh, AT-AT captain? AT-AT commander? No, no, no. It's, not, it's not Julian he, Glover because he's, okay. he's in Indiana Jones. He, yeah, yes, he's, he's Donovan. But there's also Porkins uh, is also in Indiana Jones. Bib Fortuna, the actor who plays Bib Fortuna, is in, a different character uh, also. Yeah, but with makeup and stuff. Sure. Yeah. It's the same thing. Jeremy Bullock is an Imperial officer at Best yeah. You know, when they're rolling him in, he's, he's literally like helping himself. Yeah. Because he's pushing on. It's like, for, it's for myself because it's Boba Fett. And of course, at least the fan theory is like, Boba Fett took all of his armor off and went running around. Uh, speaking of Rich's favorite summer ever, because we have a Pirates movie and a Guardians <laughs> of the Galaxy movie. In one summer, I'm surprised you're still alive. I thought you'd have a heart attack and die when you. Were I've seen life. them both, and I love them both. Yeah, uh, the latest outing of Pirates looks to end the four-day holiday weekend at around seventy-seven million dollars. Good enough for first place, but well below expectations and low for a two hundred and thirty million dollar yes. movie. Did you hear him talking about how much of a uh, snack budget they had? They're like a $2 million snack budget. Yeah, welcome to Hollywood. It's the stupidest thing in the world. There's no reason a film like that should be $230 million. It's a respectable opening. It's a respectable opening, but again, uh, reviews are a little tepid, but the opening is the lowest since the original movie, which of course blew up afterwards as reviews came in that the movie was actually pretty good. Pirates 4 opened at $90 million in its opening weekend, but it opened in 2011, six years ago. See, that's what I was going to say is... Hold on. Uh, this looks like for this looks like franchise fatigue here in the United States. This week, the franchise as a whole were surpassed four billion dollars globally, 
And Disney's distribution troupe Dave Hollis was quoted as saying, this is a trend we've seen play out. We're setting out to make a film that resonates as a global film and adding that audiences are still here in the United States as well. The $4 billion for the franchise as a whole is quite impressive. $4 billion. $4 billion. It'll, yeah. Well, the, the franchise as a whole will surpass $4 billion this week. Look, you're talking the fifth film in the franchise. The fifth film you're in the franchise. You're talking six years six since years the last one. Well, and we can gauge the total budget on the movie. All you do is you take the production budget and times it by two, and that gives you the lowest estimate for the total budget. So what was that production budget? Two hundred and ninety-five million. It's listed as a two hundred and thirty-dollar movie. Seventy-seven Jesus. million for the first weekend. I don't think is bad. It's bad when you consider that Pirates Four is a complete piece of crap and it made ninety million dollars. Um, but you're still talking. You're talking less also... than twenty million for a film that came, what four so, years, three, yeah. four years but the off of the break. What, yeah. what it shows to me is the idea that fans were not looking forward to this film. And, well, the the, the, the non-obsessed fans the casual fan isn't looking forward to this film because four made a decent but it was nothing like three three weighed 114 million dollars yeah. in its opening uh dead man's chest made 135 i forgot how much and this movie's break-even point is roughly 460 million dollars which it'll probably make globally I, it'll make that globally um shanghai for a global audience yeah um speaking of global audiences with $783 million globally, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 has already surpassed the entire box office of the original. Those that remember when it came out a few years ago, that movie was number one for weeks on end in it, August for all a the month. way into September. Yeah. Um, had a huge uh, worldwide box office as well. The sequel has already made more money than that. Uh, so we don't have franchise fatigue with the second Guardians movie. Which we're also talking the second film. We, well, sorry, the second a... film, we're also talking that they're, they're, they're closer together. Yes. Um, just to know, just put this in here. Uh, as of Friday, so two days ago, Disney Films surpassed $1 billion in 2017, which is near record time, just behind last year's record total. It is the only fran- the only uh, studio that is anywhere close to making a million And they still have total. Thor and Star Wars. And a Pixar that are coming, yes, in Cars Three. Um, well, the numbers, the, the numbers that I had in here were insane. I mean, so what was, what was the second? What was the second in the box office this weekend? Second in the box office was Guardians. Guardians, of the and then Third Baywatch was Baywatch with a very tepid eighteen million dollars. It should have about twenty-two. Um, it's far below estimates. It only has a production budget of about sixty million dollars. See, I honestly thought that Baywatch was going to beat Pirates. There was at the end of it, it really didn't because the review for it is absolutely horrendous. It has a nineteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Because I know that I know that uh, uh, Pirates has dis- been getting yeah, a bad reviews. Pirates distribution chief Megan Colligan said that uh, they felt that they got very stung by reviews. She said, "Quote it, reser- it, it research tested extremely well. Um, we're hopeful that our international numbers will help us out with our overall box office." Uh, the film stars are now abroad doing all the mm-hmm. press for it, and of course, The Rock is a huge international star. Uh, so you're talking, you're talking for for Baywatch. Baywatch, yeah. yeah. Baywatch, as of right now, The Rock is leaving for like Europe and yeah, and Asia, and be able to do the pieces there. He's a big star there. Baywatch is also a huge international hit. Oh yeah, the TV series was number one in Europe for years, even after new it was episode coming Kazakhstan tomorrow. <laughs> No, that is called the Watch of Bay. We make our own. David I love those, those things with uh, oh, it's Big Bang Theory. Yeah. When um, 
I can't remember the creator's Don't name all of a off. sudden. Chuck Lorre? Yeah, Chuck Lorre was talking about the fact that there is a show like in Turkey or something that is exactly the Big Bang Theory, but they can't sue them because it's made by like the state or something like that. <laughs> and there's basically the laws are very vague there. And yeah. it's like you just throw up your hands and go whatever. Yes. But the show is <laughs> Thank exactly you for the us. same. Yeah, it's exactly the same thing. Um, we've seen franchise fatigue with a couple of things. Even as a second film, we talked about Alice in Wonderland last year. Mm-hmm. We've seen films. And that, that was have six big, years again, apart. Big breaks that are apart. But uh, you also have. To piggyback the, the Star Trek films, Star Trek Beyond did not do yeah. as well as the previous two, but that was like diminishing returns for. Well, I think. I mean, that. look at uh, Fantastic Beast. That didn't do as well as they'd hoped. Right. Well, again, because it doesn't have the word Harry Potter in it. That the, the Fantastic right. Beast and their expectations for that were lower, much lower, mm-hmm. knowing that it not have the name Harry Potter in it, sure. it didn't have really a, a a true novel in front of it. But in a, but you. they're you're still talking that uh, you want know, to talk about a franchise still made a lot of money. They, that they've got what four five films coming well, up. Well, they keep going. I mean, that's the thing is everyone is banking themselves on franchises, and in terms of a global, uh, I almost said stock market. Box office. That's the reason you keep making these. Why, everybody why wants a Star Wars. Everybody why? wants because a Marvel. Even then, Transformers Four here made god awful amount of money. It's unbelievable mm-hmm. how much that movie. Oh, a fant- uh, the, what's the uh, Fast Eight made insane amounts of money. Too. Yeah, dude, that's. I don't know what that is. I, I still really... don't. That that's a phenomenon. That that mu- that movie franchise. Every franchise is bigger than the last. When that first one that blew up that made like whatever, like $90 million in this weekend, yeah. whether it was five or something like that. Well, I think each, each one that releases has a huge box office. In the well, it's greater weekend. than the ones before. Well, it's but just it's insane. also, the, it's not doing as well in the States as it was in the past, but it's, it's the international. The was making over $100 million in the first weekend. Each one of those has opened bigger than the ones before it ever yeah. since five. I just, I still, and just think, they started out stealing VCRs. It's am- yeah, when you think about how old that sucker is, yeah, that was. And there's two more, at least. Vin, yeah, when you when when you Vin are the, when you're the highest grossing 10. movie of the year, when you want to talk two more. I'm curious here. It, we'll really see what a franchise fatigue or a franchise can do when you get to Star Wars. no no when you get to Avatar. When you're talking, you have three more Avatar movies, and you're talking the. What it's Give been? Give up on Avatar. Just do battle. Six, seven years right? between the two. Yeah, but now mm-hmm. you have a land at Disney World for sure. some reason, which apparently is getting really good reviews. Like, oh, it's amazing, but still, it's like it's based on Avatar. So who cares? Well, be, but if you could walk on Pandora, a couple years you would from you now, would think it'd be go, cool too. It's that movie based on that land in Disney. Because yeah. when you step when <laughs> it's you that movie that's based on that land, in Disney. I don't know why Disney keeps doing all these movies <laughs> based on rides. <laughs> But see, that's when we'll really see. I mean, because look at Alien Covenant didn't do that well. Alien Covenant, but it also got really bad reviews Mm -hmm. too. I don't know a single person who came away from Alien Covenant going, "Really, Scott's back, baby." But that's just it. That's just it's it's one of those things where it's 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 a franchise. I really want to see it. All three of well, no, Guardians Galaxy got good reviews. Two of the three are getting tepid to bad reviews. We all did look at the Baywatch trailer and went, "That looks kind of funny." I said it's gonna be on Netflix or Hulu. Well, it's kind of like Twenty One and Twenty Two Jump Street that we thought were gonna be really dumb. We watched Twenty One Jump Street and couldn't stop laughing. Well, that's just it. It's one of those movies where you sit down on a Saturday night. It's a stupid comedy, and you just when you want a mindless comedy. Originally, think that's the one thing with Baywatch that I think we have trouble internationally is that people took that show seriously. Yeah, it's gonna do twenty years ago. When it when it comes in, it says, "Oh my God, he was doing press on like extra or something." 
when I was in the hospital and I saw it, David Hasselhoff looks like Madame Toussaint. Like he yeah. walked out of the wax museum and he acts like it. It's unbelievable. That man is crazy. Wait till you see Guardians. Crazy. Oh my god! I don't, don't even. Don't even. A show based <laughs> on a movie based on a show from the nineties about lifeguards. I already saw the spoof. It was called uh, it's Son called of the Beach. It's called Baywatch. <laughs> On FX. Um, that was a good show. The last thing I wanted to mention, they released the official Spider-Man Homecoming uh, poster the this final week. final poster. And Oof. it is a travesty. They should have just left the one where he's laying yeah. there and you see Avengers Tower in the background. Just, the fact wow. that the three different characters are portrayed twice in it. Vulture is shown out and in a costume. Uh-huh. Robert Downey Jr. is extremely prominent on it, and Iron Man is the bo- is the front of the poster. It's the center yep. poster. It's yeah. the centerpiece of the poster. So again, Iron Man four really looks like it's a Spidey <laughs> film, or Spidey looks like it's an Iron Man four, and then of course Peter's shown both ways as well. This trend has gone for a while now. This is one of the things we talked about. They the tried original, to make it look the like a Star Wars Avengers. No, they tried to make it look like the original Avengers poster, which was a contractually obligated poster to have everybody in it. Everybody had to have their masks off. Everybody had to be in it. You couldn't have a real central figure and all these pieces. That's what this poster looked like. And the first one I saw it was – I saw it on – there's an artist I follow, Tom Feister, who's done G.I. Joe in the past. He just did Grand Passion with Mm -hmm. J. Michael Straczynski. And he just put it up as like, ugh. And – of course, most of his friends are artists and graphic designers. And it there's like 200 comments now, and they're all savage. And the thing was basically like, you feel really bad for the 16-year-old kid in the design department of Disney who had an executive walk behind him and say, pick up some images from Google and just put them on a page. Do you think that's what it is, or do you think it was a... a- problem with marvel and sony working together where sony has said nothing to do with sony you don't think so? i don't think it has anything to do with sony so sony's just going to make money on this they don't yeah. have any creative control on this at all sony's just going to take cash in the back end because so I, I when i saw the po- when after you guys went through the because here's the, the thing the thread out of had. all of out of all of the the um i want to say marvel disney did the disney marvel movies mm-hmm. marvel how many of those posters do you really think are iconic how many of them are actually good posters Versus, Marvel movies? Yeah. And, 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 and the, especially... The teasers. The teasers are the ones. The official release posters for so many of these films are ass. Yeah. They're just terrible. It's just a collage of a thousand different characters or a thousand different pieces that are all put together. The The one with Spidey, like, resting on the pier, and, and it's in the background, and Stark Tower's in the middle. Yeah. The Avengers Tower's in the middle, and he's in his jacket and everything. That, to me, sums up that film in a great way. I and thought boom, so that's it. And I'd love to see the credits on the bottom of that. Instead, yeah. I have one that has has three characters twice. Uh, Aunt May's in it. Somebody else is in it. Someone photoshopped Shockers, it. Shockers in it. They, they photoshopped Shock, shockers it in the background. With all yeah. of these different characters, and it was great. It had the Italian Spider Man with the machine gun, and it had the Japanese <laughs> Spider Man. Paula Deen's in it twice. Yeah. Um, they Slip had the. That's what I said. Waldo was the only thing missing. They had the crying. Um, oh yeah, the, the Stay Puft Marshmallow Man's in it. They had crying Batman. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was insane. And I looked at it and said that poster is exactly the same. Yeah. To me, mm-hmm. and it's just well, it's it kind of is like that the, uh, of the, the Iron, Iron Man. Marvel had, Marvel had a great. They should have just let people ride on the Wonder Woman tank gate poster. But no. Yeah. The Iron yeah. Man two and three posters were like that. Yeah, the Iron oh, Man yeah. two and three posters were terrible. Even the Iron Man one poster was with like Rhodey that. and had a yeah. bunch of the characters just like, sitting in the front with. Yeah, the, they had a bunch of and, and it's just there's no iconic image in. We See, talked about the cap posters, and I said cap's easy because it's an iconic shield. It's Civil War had everybody on it, but it worked because everybody was face. You know, there was the face off. 
Was that and the they were, official poster though? Yeah, it was the official poster. There was the okay. face off, and they were they were all staggered, so they, they yeah, went to the back. Poster. Yeah, and it worked. Because like Guardians, the best poster I saw for Guardians was that one, the the black and white kind of lineup poster where they're all up against the thing, but it didn't have every character in it. I thought that would have been the way to do it. But it but it had, it had your main characters, and then two of your you had Yondo and and, 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 and Nebula. Yeah, but it didn't didn't it like not have Rocket and Groot or something like that. Rocket, no, Rocket and Groot are there. Groot's on. Groot's kind of hanging out by uh, or or by Star Wars foot. Anyway, I will say the only I think out of all the posters, I think the Iron Man three had a. Iron Man poster. 3 is a great release poster. Well, even then. Is I, that, that the release? The te- that I think that's the teaser. a teaser. That's the teaser poster with him falling yeah, out of the I sky. Mean, the, the, we talked about this when we were talking in the thread. I bought the Captain America Winter Soldier teaser poster where he's in the back of a Quinjet mm-hmm. with, uh, yeah, yeah, with the DC uh, on fire in back of him. I paid $40 for yeah. that poster as a true one-sheet because it's one of my favorite images for one of my favorite films. That and the original the Thor is not a great poster. No. Like, you could have had Thor with just a hammer. It would have been great. Well, the Thor ones where no they're all one... stacked up in the middle. It's the same thing. Yeah, All I mean, of them are kind like... of the same thing. And we also saw it, the teaser poster for Episode 7 was so much worse than the actual poster for right. Episode 7. Um, we didn't like the poster for Episode 7. They, they're trying to do... And a lot of people said this in the the You're not thread. Drew for, exactly. Was that you really appreciate the genius of Drew Stusen. You also understand why Drew Stusen quit. Yeah. Because no one appreciated what he could do by making these posters that looked amazing with all of these different characters in it. Say well, that's what, what will, the Spider-Man the reminded those me of. Those prequel posters are awesome. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah His composition really for those, because there's two major figures. Episode 2, big Anakin head, big Padme head. Everything else is nice and tiny. Yeah, mm-hmm. Django's really tiny, but it's like all the different pieces that are there. And when you go to see the film, you realize why that poster makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's like all these little pieces in the background, but the bulk of it is Anakin's trying to figure out his relationship, his illegal or immoral relationship with Padme. Yeah. Um, the posters that he's done, even you go back and look at Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. All the characters are on it, but the way that he spaced them in the four corners. But Indy on the horse in the front is it, and then there's the tank, and then there's you know the 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 the, uh, the, the general original trilogy ones he did for the special edition. The special that Empire one is my favorite one of all time. The best thing that you did with that though was because you didn't have to do a poster that anybody needed to sell the film. Right, everybody knew what those films were. So yes, the Empire poster of Vader's head in the background and the Empire coming at you with star destroyers and and, mm-hmm. and Tie Fighter stuff. The poster's amazing. But there is a way to do a collage of, of every actor you have in the it film. It ain't Spider-Man Homecoming. No. Because, again, either leave everyone in costume or take everybody out. You, you, could, have, you could have taken everybody out of costume, and then down below, towards the bottom, a lot smaller, you could have shown Spider-Man and Iron Man going through, you know, see, flying the through. The problem with this is like, the poster that you would want to see is just Spider-Man. Like, yes. If they had this the Spidey poster of him... In the tattered suit, you know, the, what looks like to be the last third of the film after um, Iron Man 4 pulls all of his funding, where he's kind of gone back to the home suit. If right. he just had his mask off and his head down, pair of headphones or something, you know, showing he's young, whatever, but he's kind of, this is him coming back and he's defeated or whatever, that would be a great poster. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you, Robert Downey Jr.'s contract says, I have to be on the release poster. Mm-hmm. Marvel wouldn't look at it and go, oh, no, we got to put Robert Downey. That's the only reason anyone goes to a Marvel movie is because Robert Downey Jr. is in it. All of our big ones are the ones that are that Robert Downey Jr. And then Downey Michael Keaton's people said, no, Michael Keaton's got to yeah, be Michael on Keaton's there. Michael Keaton's got to be in it because he's got to promote Croc right now. I mean, come on. So it's... it's, it's sometimes, sometimes it feels like they don't think people know how to open their smartphone and Google 
Spider-Man Homecoming yeah. and then see the cast list. And the thing with it where people said, you know, there was there was basically people that are like, uh, it was um, the Wonder Woman thing. Was Zendaya on there? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, she is. She was like center. Yeah. Yeah, and then Paula Deen's on top of her. Um, <laughs> there was some, with the, what Sebastian alluded to very quickly was Wonder Woman tank gate, which is a greatly designed poster yes. of her holding a tank above her head. Which didn't exist for three more decades from where the movie is. Right. It's, a, it's a World War II Soviet. <laughs> and it was basically a guy that that on whatever thread we were. There, it was the thread that we you and I were yeah. on because you said, "Okay, I I'm not crazy." Because I, 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 I looked at that poster, it's like something's wrong with this yeah. poster. I don't know what it is. I knew it immediately. Wrong. I'm like, that ain't a World War II, World War One tank. Right. Just, that that is not a tank. It's got a turret. There's no turret on. Yeah. And there's like the small little turrets on what basically is a very large elliptical. Yeah, the, the World War One tanks well, have people on smaller individual tank. World War yeah, Ten, World War One tanks also the the cannon is a lot smaller too. Yeah. So no, this was it has small it had a small tank barrel, but well, it was yeah, just a, they're, they're, it was a Soviet tank from it was World a Soviet War tank from oh. World War Two. And there's a guy on there who's like, who cares? Who cares? It's just a fucking poster. Just leave it alone. And I'm like, I care because. Someone got paid to make this damn yeah. poster, and they, didn't and they couldn't even look and say, "All right, I need a World War a World War One tank." You couldn't even go, yeah, they couldn't Google the right tank. Yeah, or someone made the decision to say, "We don't care whether it's accurate or not." You know, there's a lot of different this tank avenues looks of this. Cooler. If you're here, exactly, and it doesn't make sense for the film. Yeah, and, and I love the design of the poster. It looks great. I've loved the designs for most of the posters. The one of her on her knees with the with the sword, that's iconic. Like, yeah, that's a great poster. If this film turns out to be good, that's the type of poster I'd put up in the store easily. Right. But the um, but the problem was the problem you, when when you're local here here in LA, the first year that the Kings won the Stanley Cup, where they're deep in the playoffs in 2012, NBC Four Sports Team put the Sacramento Kings uh-huh. basketball team logo behind Fred Rogan's head three times. Yeah. Someone got paid to just go Kings. That's fine. And not actually pay attention. I mean, yep. I pointed it out in a Sports Illustrated article about um, they were they were talking about you know the military basically paying the NFL or Major League Baseball to run these kind of you know patriotic events beforehand. Sure. The background of it was a silhouette of a, a fighter jet, a Swedish fighter jet. <laughs> yeah. And I went crazy. I'm like, how do you not sit there at SI and go, we don't have that jet. That doesn't exist in the U.S. They went, arsenal. Somebody went. That looks really cool. Yeah, that's like, oh, it's got yeah. extra wings. I had this problem a couple weeks ago. A movie, a website called Movie Web, did this article on the Planet of the Apes trailer for coming out, and they used Charlton Heston's voiceover from a recording he did. And then the article doesn't even have Charlton Heston's picture. It's got the second guy from the second movie. <laughs> Just like, wait a minute, there's no see, Charlton Heston. But, 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 but the people what you that said are was, saying you don't care, and I that's said, it. this. This is the thing. It's not. I care because my fear is now. That that team, they don't the care. production team doesn't care. Right. How far does that go? How far does it go back into the film of a production design team, mm-hmm. of a writer that doesn't care, that just thinks we throw Gail Godot and her small Wonder Woman boobs up on the screen and everybody will show up. But this, see, is, this is the fallacy that everyone is afraid of with Marvel. We can just throw Marvel on top of it. And people will go see the film, whether it sucks or not. We can throw Star Wars. We saw that while we've seen it with Transformers. As terrible as those films are, we even saw it with Pirates. Because Pirates 3 is an absolutely unmitigated mess that nobody on Earth understands. No, 3. The the last third of 3 is incomprehensible. I like it. My friend Doug just watched all four before that one. He went crazy with 3. He said, "I, I could literally cannot find a single person on Earth that can tell me what the hell is going on. 
Three is unnecessarily, unmitigatedly, incomprehensible. Like you know what the worst part about Wonder Woman's going to be? If it's bad, people are going to yell at you saying, oh, you just hate women. Yeah. And, well, that's just, yeah. But see here. And but, if you say you like it, people are just going to say, well, you're just saying that because it's woman. It's, but yeah. see, here's well, the there's thing. Already, in terms of Wonder Woman specifically, there's already advanced reviews because they've already had the, the red carpet and they've shown it to people mm-hmm. at DC and everything. And so far, the early word, without giving away any details, are people saying they really like it. Which is weird because it's also the early uh, the the early test screenings from a couple weeks ago were very very lukewarm. Yeah. Well, again, so these, a lot of this is going to be interesting. Well, in terms of like see. nobody from DC is going to walk out. Jim Lee's not going to come out of his, right. oh, yeah. his screening. And go, boy, that was a piece of jump. But it's also it's hard. It, it, Wonder Woman's going to be a very interesting film in terms of how people perceive it from a. Yeah. Well, whatever. Okay. I said we were going to go long because yeah. of the Phoenix Comic Con thing was going to take forty five minutes. Um, the like thing that. with the thing with Wonder Woman is that perception is again it's the Ghostbusters thing. If you yeah. didn't like Ghostbusters, it's because you're a misogynist. And if you liked it, it was because you just wanted to support women. <laughs> Unless you're drunk, here's, here's the thing: we've already seen posts about. Uh, there's a post that our friend Ryan posted. Yes. About people saying. DC hasn't shown you any commercials for Wonder Woman. There's no billboards. There's no marketing for this. We need to go out and support this film because we need to get out there and tell people that we want films that have strong female leads. I can't get we away from Wonder Woman feel... posters exactly. in my home. Now, the, the commercials air everywhere I turn. I know. Yeah. I don't this know. is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. Yes. The point is, even with that, there are people saying this movie is behind the eight ball because it stars a woman. Mm-hmm. And we need to, as a society, go out and prove, whether it's good or not, that this is what we want. It's the same thing with Ghostbusters. It's I didn't go really see Ghostbusters because there was women in it. Heard. I like all four of those women as actresses and as comedians. That movie looked like a gigantic pile of turd, and there is no way I would ever see it. They could have been women. They could have been men. They could have been transsexual. They could have been Chinese. They could have been aliens from space. That movie looked horrible. Well, they already said they added more scenes with Chris Pine in it because they were afraid that... The early screeners already said he's the best character in the movie. That's a shame. Um, There's also the... The other critics... You've also seen the the, the, the female-only... Screenings and for a couple of uh, the years Alamo Draft. Too. Yeah, well, it was only yeah. it was two screenings. <laughs> Did you see the same yeah. day. And that's perfectly fine. And Did you I see there like, was a screening in Texas that was all women and the, yeah, they said men are scared of this. Well, yeah, that's well, that's what I'm talking about. There are female only screenings for this, and then well, yeah, people it was lost t- their mind. Two from the same. There was the Alamo Draft House. Did two screenings on one day, women only. It's like guys, come on. I understand the you know that bizarre hypocrisy, but not really the time to discuss this. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird. It's gonna be weird. But see, here the pro- one of the big problems. I hope is, it's good, but man. It's but one be of the weird. the real big problems is, like Chris said, the people on the internet don't care. They don't care what if the, there's inaccuracies in the posters. They don't care, you know. And I'll be honest, it, you know, the doing gra- the, the internet is the ultimate equalizer. If that movie is bad, the internet will never let it. But see, as, as somebody that does yeah, graphic, the other problem is if that movie's good, the internet's still going to say that it sucks. I mean, that's the problem. You get a good but movie, see, and they here's still the thing: hate it. as somebody that does graphic design and things like that, I would like to put in something that you know may not be accurate. Just to see if people will actually pay attention to Don't it. Don't do that, because those those cop shows do that. Yeah, and, and you end up with zoom in, enhance, or my favorite one, I think NCIS or something pulled like had like uh, the power supply for a computer. It's like I pulled the hard drive from his computer. I'll run it through our system, and he's holding like uh, yeah. like 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 a ten by ten box from like some ancient power supply from a nineties <laughs> computer, like. 
come on, guys. Come on. Well, it's just like you can hack into anything that exists oh, in yeah. the world just by doing... <laughs> that's supposed I'm to be Snoke. A, I'm going to make a visual basic GUI system. Like, that's not how any that, of this that's works. What, that's the one thing that bugs me with Arrow is that, oh, we cannot get into this. Argosy can, you know... It's, wait, give me a minute. People who can okay, take... Okay, we're in. People who can take photos that are as clear as day with their cell phone in pitch blackness... Uh, like in, yeah. uh, oh god, was it like I think Luke Cage or Daredevil did that, where somebody's taking cell phone photos. Like, good god, I want that camera phone. God damn it, <laughs> you got photos of everybody, <laughs> and you're in the middle of like some like uh, some shipping container. <laughs> shipping container. All right, well we have a long show. I'm we're, hungry. Chris is back. Uh, yeah, He's we're going to cook. Was that? We're going to cook. I'm sure Are Beth's really up to cook now because it's eight o'clock. Thirty. Eight thirty almost. Did you see the new grill outside? It's fantastic. It's good thinking. Now we're doing it anyway. Uh, cooking at room temperature. Right <laughs> <laughs> it really just left is. Left it outside. Just go from there. Um, so, yeah. you, are we going to wrap it up? Yeah. So, make sure you check us out on Facebook.com slash Nerdables. We're also on Twitter at Nerdable Show and on Instagram as Nerdables. See, when you don't do the whole show, you actually do the, the <laughs> ending right. It's like, it's like you've just been saving up uh-huh. to get to the end. So, yeah. So, now we will actually be... Well, hopefully we'll be recording. We'll see. If I get a setback, then we're in trouble. Oh, we can still record that, yeah. We should have. Well, that was like... Just like Travis is supposed to. Well, I was going to do it last week or whatever, and then nobody was there. Yeah, I can't be the the only cog in this show. Yeah. You have the equipment, so you've got to have to do it. But other than that... So you want to take us out? For Rich, Ethan, Mikey, Sebastian, and myself, we will talk to you next week.